Yo, 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 welcome to Living for a Living with Joey Bradley. This week's guest, in my opinion, is one of, if not the best quarterback trainer coaches in the U.S. and definitely on the West Coast. I'm constantly stealing drills and stuff out of his playbook off his Instagram and using it while I'm coaching. We also have some crazy similarities with college and professional path in Europe, and so I'm just really, really excited to hear his perspective not only on football and coaching, but just life in general. You can find him on Instagram at Left Coast Athletics with an X. Our guest for this week, my man, Jose Moeller. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm getting I'm getting European out here. Like I legitimately like sparkling water now. Yeah, I saw that. I, I just I don't know what I'm I'm shocked, but I gotta have something in it, either lemon or cucumber. Get, I mean, you're a, paying for something. Get a little Don't bougie. Yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Charge me for the bubbles at least. <laughs> I'm not gonna charge for. Don't charge me for water without bubbles. I get that for for free. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, we can just hop into it, man. Um, thanks for joining me, bro. This uh, I'm always like tripping out over these kind of things, like just the power of social media and the internet and all that stuff, because like. That's how we know each other. And, and yeah, I'm always, you know, you listen to some people talk about some stuff and they're like, oh, I'd like to do this. or I'd like to talk to that person. I'm like, yo, message them. Like, you know, like that was just how we came up with, you know, doing anything. What? A couple of years back, I was just like, hey, man, I'm going to be around. Let's let's meet up. And I mean, that's what social media is for being fucking social. Yeah, not being scared to ask and just go about like, yo, I'm intrigued in what you do, how you go about your business, or like we had the same kind of path with going to Europe and playing and, and being the FCS, being that that kind of West Coast kid to go to Cal or to go to the Midwest, right? Uh, A lot of no, bro, little... I, I I was I was doing my little research on, you know, I kind of already knew your story, but then I kind of dug a little deeper. I was like, damn, we really do have some like similarities in the story of from I know you're you're from Cali I went to Juco in Cali then we both yep. go to a school in North Dakota yeah <laughs> FCS Crazy. we both get in a little bit of trouble out there and I don't know you know I'd like to ask you about what led you ultimately to transfer but mine I didn't have to leave because of that but at the same time I kind of did and yeah. then go D2 and you end up going to my home state of Washington. I go out east, yeah. but yeah. like, and then we get, we both get done. I'm sure, you know, I'll let you say it, but I just still had that itch to play. And so like, fuck yeah. it, let's, let's go to Europe. Let's, you know, let's go do that. And, you know, so we've had some cool little crossings of the path, you know, whether, and now you're coaching. I mean, dude, I got to say to start, bro, I mean, you're, I think hands down like the best fun like of all the guys I see on social media at least and guys I've been around with like how you're talking to kids and like teaching not just not just doing like bullshit like cone drills and trying to you know like everything's like super game oriented you're talking yep, yep. to guys about you know reads and just like being a good human you know and like like being a good dude. And so, no, I just had to give you that compliment right off the bat. Cause it's like, I, 
I totally, I, I've been coaching QBs out here and when I was in Florida for a little bit and I'm always like, all right, yep. I, I want to do something a little different today. What's my guy Jose doing? You know, what's, what's, what did he do yesterday that's a little different? And then I try and implement it into my stuff. So it's, it's fun to watch you, man. I appreciate that. I mean, it comes back down to that whole journey, you know, that we've been on the the successes and failures and then just having, having a, a super like vetted passion and love for the game. You know, it's like just dealing with people. We talked about this when we met up in person, just like dealing with the energy of, of being able to inspire somebody, you know, make them feel more confident, make them feel more powerful, make them feel more fearless. Um, that goes a long way. And us being in the position we were in playing quarterback, it's like, it's a super vulnerable position. You know, if you say you're not scared, then you're probably lying because there's <laughs> moments in your, in your career to where it's like, you don't think that things are going to go your way. And, you know, that's, that's a constant battle. So I don't know. It's a really gratifying, it's a gratifying career. Cause you know, especially during this time, like I get, I get to commit all my emotions and all my, my energy into something that I'm really passionate about, you know, and not a lot of people get the opportunity to say that right now. And it kind of drives them nuts. Um, you know, a lot of people are in disgruntled with, you know, how the world is, is, is you know, turning right now. So um, just being able to be in the position I am with the sport of football, something that's a, that's supposedly a child's game. Um, you know, it's, it's creating a, a life of, of happiness and continued growth and, you know, possibly a, a, a pretty prolific uh, professional career for me, at least in, in my community. So I'm, I'm stoked about it, man. For sure. No, you hit it. I mean, that's like, I'm always like the guys and girl, I haven't had a girl on here yet, but the, the people I'm always trying to get as guests on here are like, you know, with the theme of living for a living is like people that are like doing what they want to be doing. And yeah. I mean, you nailed it on the head is like right now with people getting laid off and just so much uncertainty with everything and like shit I I went through it with I had two seasons now get canceled over it you know with in a matter of like a week or two and I mean I'm just grateful still that the phone's still ringing and people are still playing around the world somewhere you know and and ha have you had much of like a down have have some guys like not been wanting to train or is there is, for you it's been pretty just almost maybe even uh yeah I feel, I feel like it's been more cons it's been like it depends what part of the quarantine we're talking about but yeah my community like the one that I've kind of grown up with my my normal clientele base has been really really consistent um okay. I'm lucky to have other people within the community that have preached a very high standard of you know just how to go about your process whether it's a former NFL guy or you know me being in the decision that I I, I did with playing college football you know we're all sharing with our community, you know, how, how to get these kids to be elite. And that's just, that's just consistency. So, you know, the normal community has been good. And then just uh, kind of broadening your horizon and, and, and getting some new clientele. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Cause everybody, all the kids have been stripped of, of a test date, you know, tests were originally created to give your mind a little bit of something to, to look forward to a little bit of anxiety to put pressure under. And, you know, especially with all the stuff that, sports do sports in general whether it's soccer football basketball you work for something that you can't see you know what i'm right. saying so you're, you're trying you're trying to find daily growth right for something that you probably can't see whether you're a 10 year old you're a 12 year old you're a 14 year old 15 year old 
a lot of these kids are working towards something like they haven't been able to taste any of the fruits that they've been working for lately. And it sucks. It's not easy, but that's what we're here for because you know, things aren't going to go your way. Things aren't going to always turn out how you want, whether it's sports life. Um, but the main thing is just being consistent. So I, th I think this is a really good self-discovery time, you know, like, like 100%. you said, like, Oh, your, your season's gotten canceled, but you're still deposing or disposing of your energy and, and your, your passion through podcasts, through um, whether it's, you know, just different things to where it's yeah. like right now you got to figure out where, where you want your heart to be. You know, what, what, what truly makes you happy and yeah. what makes you live like you, like you talk about, because if we can all commit to something and it's not easy because you know, everybody's got to make money and everybody's got to take care of a family and everybody's got different situations. But if you can find at least a little bit of, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day to find gratitude within something that you like, I feel like it's just going to make everybody a little bit better, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah. You know, getting to call this my career instead of 15 minutes a day, I'm handling the pandemic. I'm out there in the sun playing catch, you know, coaching kids, coaching like studs, kids that, yeah. that have a shot at executing um, kids that are passionate that want to listen to me that want to be around me and it, and it just jacks me up you know it jacks me up it gets me excited um, you know there, there's there's a mutual like symbiotic relationship there to where it's you know you can feel that they're, they're getting something from me and then I'm getting something from them whether it's their you know a high level kid that has offers or they're somewhat of a kid that that is in the beginning of their developmental stage it's uh, it's, it's it's a it's a great time because just dealing with people because I get to teach them how to dispose of their emotions again, you know, yeah, through, yeah. A, and, through a game. And when you're around the young, you know, the younger guys, like it just like, I've just noticed like it makes me feel more youthful too. You know, like I, I what you're like 30, 31. How old are you? 30. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm 30 also. And like, man, I'm, I was coaching this kid out here in Czech this year, 13 year old kid who, I mean, can sling it and like impressive and like incredibly coachable like working hard, like I barely even have to coach him almost, you know, and yeah, couple, you know, had, had a couple of those throughout the last couple of years. And it's like, damn, like, I feel young, but also like, in this cool little mentor role, because I can remember being him. And like thinking, you know, for me, growing up when I was like a senior junior in high school, my guy that I looked up to that had camps around me was Jason Gesser. And so like now it's like I'm the I'm the opposite of the role and it's just like cool when like life goes in that circle like that and being able to just stay young but at the same time like you feel old I don't know how to explain it you know I, I think you probably oh, yeah. you know you're like you got that wisdom you got you got perspective but you still like you know I'm living in purgatory right now I'm I'm trying to figure out why I didn't execute on my childhood dream and like putting rest to where my heart originally was as a little kid, things haven't changed. Right. I still feel the same way. I still want to be great. I still want to be that kid that was like, I want to be remembered for football. And, and you know, it's, it's not, it's not like who I am, but it's, it's what I do, but I'm going to be remembered in my community, just how I originally set out yeah. and to go out and inspire and, 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 and get that little bit of competitiveness with along with an individual that that is is yearning for development or you know make help me help me take that step whether it's within my my mental or my physical or my emotional um to to do what you executed and be better than basically 
you, you know? So it's, it's, yeah. uh, I don't know, like you said, it's, it's not, there's nothing better. And I grew up without a father. So there's been like so many people with, within my process yeah. that have stood out that have, have empowered me right to where they have made me feel stronger than I'm actually am because I never had that father figure in my life that was like, yo, you can do this. Or that had those tough conversations with me. Of course, my mom like did a really good job, but it's just, it's not the same. Cause what, what I'm seeing with like my, my teammates or my friends or on TV, it's always like the coach, the dad, that's like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a, uh, it's really cool to also be that person for other kids, whether it's the kid that doesn't, you know, have a, a father figure or somebody's not involved in their process. Um, it's just one, another one of those things that really, at the end of the day, when you feel if you've been an impact in the world, it feels like it, it feels like it. So you, you just feel warm, you know, for, for sure. Yeah. It's just like, it's dope that football and sports in general. And like, that's the thing I love so much about like the American sports culture. You know, I, obviously I can be a critic on some things about the American culture, but American sports culture to me is like, second to none because of the way we take it how the seriousness we take it and like like the lessons we put into it you know i feel like other places in around the world just view it as like a hobby or something to do and like it is but it's like i know for myself the way i am and the way i'm able to work the way i'm able to like overcome shit is because of sports you know and football primarily you know like with our both our paths like we've probably throughout time had a lot of people say like and maybe not directly say you can't do this but like say give you that impression and then have to kind of be like no screw you like i am gonna do it and then you do it and then maybe you have a failure like you said i mean you're gonna fail no matter what yeah i think i mean we were, we had to, I'm coaching high school sports, right? And they make us uh, do this like NFHS um, national football high school thing. And you get, and, and that's one of the things they were coaching us up about was um, sports were originally created to prepare the society for military. And what, ah. when you go into the military, things are going to be tough. Things, you're going to fail. You're going to be tough. You're going to be in tough situations. And yeah, like sports is a perfect vehicle to assist with failure because like you said whether it's like another person against you another team against you or a coach that doesn't believe in you there's so many different energies that you're having to deal with but you're going to have to rise up and even when you do fail it's like are you going to come back and you're going to feel sorry for yourself like oh i'm not good at this i'm just not gonna you know i'm not gonna rise up or i'm or i'm gonna i'm gonna walk through the line or i'm or i'm gonna show up with with a bad attitude and 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 display bad like nonverbal communication and those are the, those, those are the defining moments in life. I've been talking about this with a local coach and it's like, what type of, what type of person are you when nobody believes in you? When, when nobody has your back, when you're not winning, when you're the backup, when um, you're supposedly too short, what type yeah. of person are you? Yeah. Because that's going to be the defining moment. It's like, everyone's going to tell you what you are, what you are, but it really doesn't matter what's going on in their head. It matters how, what type of effort you can consistently give despite you're losing because right who said it Damn, Big bro. yeah you right. I, man i want to go play a game right now you got me you giving me chills right now man like that's what how would you say you know i've been somewhat like critical in my mind at times kind of you know now that i'm 30 i'm like man these damn kids you know that you know it's like different and you know i think it's more i don't think it's really 
kids necessarily. It's just what we have going on. But like, I feel like at times and it's carrying over to adults. It's just, it's everybody, I guess. It's not just the kids, but like, you know, there's such like a fear of failure. I feel like right now in this time, because of our Instagram highlight kind of culture where like, you know, LeBron's only posting, only posting the championship ring picture. You know, he's not posting the missing the game winner, you know, that he, I think he's missed like 20 game winners or something throughout his life. You know, it's like, yeah. do you, do you notice that with kid or do you feel like it's just kind of well, the same it's, as it's it has so, been? It's so easy. Like when we were growing up and you were playing in Pop Warner, right. I'll use my local cities. Cause I know what that's about. Like, I'm in I'm in Encinitas, like San Diego, Pop Warner, and I don't know who the kid in Vista is. In spite right. of him being right down the road, I have no clue who he is. I have no clue who he is. I've never seen him online. I've never seen any of that. But nowadays, it's like everybody can see into each other's backyards. And like you said, everybody's putting up such good performance. So it's I don't think it's 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 fear of failure. It's expectation now. It's expectation that when you don't execute and you are not the person I saw online, or you're not the person you said you were, or people are saying you are, then it's like, you are not, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's going to point a finger at you. Mm. And, oh, and, and that's one of the main things that kids like, because it, it's, it's, it's not how they perceive it. Cause kids don't know how to perceive failure. They're little kids. You're not, you're not supposed to be born with an elite standard. You're supposed yeah. to be taught that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's our response to failure. It's it's the adult's response to failure. It's not like, oh, you failed and here, next guy up. It's teach me, teach me via concierge service on how to gracefully fail, whether it's giving me process, whether it's giving me uh, a sense of, you know, affirmation or um, just understanding like how to fill my bucket. And sometimes that's, you know, pouring water out of my bucket. And sometimes that's pouring water into my bucket. But that's the main thing, because I think, I think mental disorder comes from the ability not to handle your emotions right because it's all like being able to like you're getting emotions but who is there to help you with that like at a young age whether it's a coach whether it's a parent whether it's a a principal or a teacher um they just got to be taught how to fail gracefully because it's inevitable everyone's going to fail whatever aspect it is in life you're going to fail yeah and no, if that's... you don't know how to do it you're screwed. That, You're that's screwed. Good. That's good. I haven't, I haven't actually thought about it in that way because no, it's. Well, fa failing, failing brings growth. It's like, I, I was oh. reading this book by, um, it was by Daniel Coyle. It's um, called the talent code. And he's yeah. talking about like the main way to build, like to get into a, a frame of deep focus is to fail meticulously while being inspired by curiosity. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So those that are going to go and, and be great are curious, but they don't care about failure. Like I'm in, I'm in a world of curiosity. Curiosity is question marks surrounding my brain because I don't know what's going on, but I'm searching for answer that that represents failure. And then once you are okay with that, you're going to like, it's like a baby trying to learn how to walk. Their yeah, eyes yeah. are like lasered in and they're just like, Whoa. And you're like that, 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 that being is in deep focus. So when you can get somebody like, to embrace and like hold hands with weakness and failure, then it's like, we can truly get to the, the development we need. And like that, that's the, that's the true represent our representation of a coach. It's like, we're coaches because we're teaching you how to do something, the process of how to do something, the integrity to carry like with yourself, the honor to, to, to go about, you know, whether it's uh, fatigue, fear and to fail. Like we talked about with, when taking an L, you feel me? So it's, uh, I don't know, because 
it's really easy for me to get you to look like a quarterback. It really is like not right. to be cocky about it. Like I can make you look like a quarterback. The toughest thing is, is how to get you to act like a quarterback, how to get you to act like a high level athlete, because I couldn't do it. I look great in shorts and a t-shirt, but I couldn't do it. You know, it's, yeah, it's, but you still did it pretty damn good. I mean, like, I, of course, but you know, we get to that top level and it's like, people did it better than me. Right. You know, right. people, people perceived, you know, themselves, as, as more of I'm going to commit off the field, that, that's where I went wrong, right? We talk about, okay, yeah, I got in trouble. Like, I messed up because I stopped, I stopped, I stopped thinking about long-term. I yeah. started thinking about short-term. It was like, okay, yo, who's, who's the chick that, like, is down with my, like, social status, right? Because <laughs> yeah. she's the short-term gratification that I'm going to get right now. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, what area can I be in to where people are, like – I had a tough time with saying no and, and people not like people wanted to be around me because my energy was palpable and it was, right. it was fun to be around me. And I, I, I brought good energy to, to any situation I was in. So a lot of people, whether it was good, bad or indifferent, wanted to be around that. And I just had the California no. boy in North Dakota. They all, they all wanted yeah. to taste the California, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to continue to, it goes back to, like we said, like right now, these kids aren't being able to taste their fruits. And you continuously got to work for something like that you can't see because yeah. it's not going to be, instant. it's not going to be instant growth. You're not going to walk out of the session with like, you know, 10% growth. It's, it's minute, it's almost invisible, but the consistency is what's going to get you there. So, yeah, no, that's what, like, before we kind of started, that was just like going back through your Instagram and, and seeing, um, you know, a couple of the, couple of the videos and stuff. And you were saying something that I just loved was the, um, you know, the days you don't want to be there. It's like, those are the days you're really like cultivating, like your professionalism or, or, and mindfulness uh, you know, I'm not quoting you exactly right, but it was just like, damn, that's the truth because man, I'll admit, man, even I feel like I'm living my dream, getting to do what I want, but then man, there's still days I don't want to go practice, you know, but it's like, as soon as you get out there and start doing it, it's just, for me, a lot of the times it's like the first step. I'm like, whether it's the gym practice, whatever, the days I'm not feeling it, as long as I can just like take that first step and get out there. Like, yeah. First part is just showing up, create the momentum yeah. and then just like, keep it going. And, and you know, I, I've, like I said, I, I, I like what you're doing with that because I don't, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm not following a ton of QB coaches throughout the, but I just, I don't feel like that part of it is at least put on a pedestal in the way that you're putting it. And that may, I don't, I think that's the right way. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like, it's, it's more than just catch, step and throw, you know? Yeah. It's a small, it's a small part. Like you said, there's so many different variables. It's emotional intelligence is something that I figure, I think we're just starting to really like crack into. And a lot of people are starting to, um, just ask questions because just society's changing. You have people that are, um, you know, stand for different things um, and identify with different things. And just as being a part of a civilization, you have to, you know, accept the way other people think and helping people deal with 
whatever situation it is, whether it's on the football field or in a classroom or in a social environment. Yeah. Um, and, and being able to deal with their emotions is the biggest thing. Like emotions are natural. You're supposed to cry. You're supposed to be angry. You're supposed to hurt. You're supposed to feel good. It's all natural. It was put in your body for a reason. And we just got to be able to harness it and, and feel like feel the right way to use things. And, you know, being able to dispose of things with a passion is is a secret weapon, you know? Yeah. It's now more than ever with, with our climate of political, you know, all the, whatever climate you want to say right now, especially in the States of like, you know, it's just tough at times to have that conversation, whether, you know, because I think, like you said, of dealing with emotions, I don't think has been talked about or put into the focus very much. And so we've run into this issue and now I'm speaking more like grownups rather than kids. Cause it's kind of expected when you're younger to not have a handle of your emotions perfectly, but that's like part of growing up. But we have all these adults that I'll say that I feel like don't have that grip on their emotion. And it goes back to the whole thing for me is like, I feel like I do. And obviously I still lose it at times. Because, you know, I always say, like, if you're too emotional, you're, t- you're controllable. So you got to know how to control your emotions. And then you just get into this state that's crazy. And, and so I, I bring it back to football of learning how to, one, control it. And then, two, I've also lost it a lot, you know, lost control where I've, but in a, in a setting that's like, it's allowed in a way that I can be like, oh, man, like, I, uh, I shouldn't do that again, you know, like, but at least it's, it's in a setting of, of intense football, f- fuck you kind of thing, where if you do that in real life and it results in a fight or whatever, it can literally like alter your life. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's that whole thing. Like one decision can't make your life, but things will break your life. And you learn yeah. that the hard way, especially off the field, especially with, you know, your mouth the things that you say, the, the clothes that you wear, everything. It's like everything you're, you do is judged. And I think that's just normalcy right now. It's like, you see a lot of people are very critical of one another, but that's, that's once again, I think it's the tribal thing. It's like, sure. you know, For it sure. comes back to like, that's survival of the fittest because how am I going to eat? Like your food is my food. Yep. And, you and know, yeah, back just, to the tribe is like when we were all a hundred people in a tribe and you did something that everybody didn't like and yourself you were out and then you died because you needed the tribe to survive. So it's like rewiring that of like, okay, you know, now we're at this place of like comfort where like what other people think about you for the most part, as long as you're being a good person, yeah. is irrelevant, you know, and, and it's, it's all about what you think. And then um, like, it's, it's that, but it's human nature. It's been just ingrained into us over evolution. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's magnified now because everything is uh, so under a scope with, you know, like social media and everything going live. And as soon as like you see the, the football players now, it's like they win a game and boom, out comes the phone. It's like yeah. everything. is So, and then you got so many people following all these people. It's, everything's being critiqued, but. I guess that's, that's just the, you got, we got, I guess you got to adapt. It's like, I'm slowly turning into that person. Like to where, or when I was like a little 14 year old, I'd be like, wow, like that person's like that old person's like such a jerk, like such a, like so grumpy. And then now it's like, 
I find myself like being like, why are they so like, like that? You know, I feel like I'm like now that old grumpy person. that's like, wow, like they're definitely not handling that situation the right way. But then you, then you, you, you put, you put yourself in those shoes and kind of understand like there's always a person behind the personality, right? Yeah. We're, we're who we are today because of all that, all the events that have brought us to this point and how you've handled every decision. Like I tell the kids all the time, like every decision you make every day is going to decide your destiny, whether it's, you know, you, you deciding to go to bed early on a Friday night and wake up, you know, um, early on a, on a, on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, those are the types of things that are really going to get us to go where we want. And, and like you said, like, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a unique time to where it's cancel culture. It's, it's, I know who you are culture. It's, you know, like you are this, you're that let's put this person in a file file cabinet. So it's, I don't know, you kind of got to be, I don't know, like you said, it comes back to sports. Like I've been desensitized. Like you could think what you want of me, but I know who I am and I, I know how I feel. And, I'm, you know, I've been, I've been critiqued so many times in my life and, you know, told them I'm this and I'm that, but you know, I'm, I'm standing here tall and, and, and breathing and, and with a smile on my face, most importantly. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm always thankful to sports and the individuals that help lead me through sports. Like we said, cause if, if it's not through the people that, that helped me through my athletic career, I probably wouldn't have the type of integrity that I have now, yeah. you know, cause there's, there's, there's a new wave and it's like football is like AAU basketball now to where there's a lot of individuals that are in a coaching situation that aren't carrying the integrity of, of learning how to deal with failure the proper way, or, you know, teaching a team culture, which is, you know, what life is about. Because when you get into the professional realm of life, you're going to have to deal with people and how you make people feel, how you, how you police a culture, you know, those things are the most important things. So it all comes back to that emotional because like I like we talked about, you know, often you think you're going to go off and be this, this, this certain type of person, whether it's D1, NFL, right? I'm going to the, the highest levels. It doesn't end up that way, right? Yeah. So all, all of, all of the, the experiences that, have, that you went through hopefully are going to lead you to be, you know, very competitive when you get your opportunity to go win at life. Yeah, straight up. And speaking of like people of influence, who, who, who's been like a major positive influence for you, like throughout your career coaching wise, or like, who do you, you know, I, I always say, I'm always the hippie glass half full trying to be positive about everything. And I'm like, you know, I take the good things from the good coaches of like, okay, I like that. And I want to do that. And then from my bad, the quote, the guys I view as not the best coaches that I didn't like, it's like, okay, I know what not to do, you know? And so yeah. who, who's been like a, some people that you've really, kind of vibed with and taken what have you taken from them um I mean all sorts of people I'd say like first off is my mom because how much she's poured into my passion for the sport like I was never one that was really into school and she never made me feel bad about that it wasn't like of course like she still preached school but it was always like if you want to love football with all your heart go ahead and do it and I was never, I was never spurned for any of the decisions that I, I elected to make on my own, whether it was to go off to a small school or go play ball in Europe. It was always like chase your heart. And then to see her um, run a small business and the way she dealt with people, um, made people feel on the daily. Um, woke what kind up. Of, what kind of business is it that she has? A, co- a coffee business. Okay. So she was at a coffee cart and would consistently just understand people's drinks understand their sports teams um was 
a trademark within our community that people leaned on and was a source of inspiration and energy because people would come in there dog ass tired and she would promptly make their drink exactly how they wanted and send them off with a, a positive aspiration for the day. Um, so just seeing her do that throughout my young career just helped me deal with people in general. Right. And oh, yeah. she, she was a teacher as well. So she would always take me on the campus. I'm like, yo, you go introduce yourself to this person. Go introduce yourself to this person. And that made me basically who I was. Because I remember like I, I, when I transferred, one of our offense alignment was like, you know, every time you step into the huddle, I feel, I feel like we're going to win. I feel like we're going to, we have a chance to be successful this play. It's just because of the energy you bring in here. Right. It's not like you're, you're an eye guy. It's all about me. It's like about us. And you know, like it, that, that stuff's some of the most important things. And that, that's what it comes down to in life. Like how can you make people feel people in process, right? Do you make people feel good? And then can you supply them with a good process to make them better and add value to them? So yeah, and it, you know, it, it, she, she's a, she's a big one. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter whether you can throw it a hundred miles an hour, 80 yards or whatever, like that becomes irrelevant. Like when you, if, if you can step in the huddle and demand the respect and then also like exhibit this, like, I mean, quarterbacks, you know, the quarterback's such a unique position because you got to be one of the guys, but you also kind of aren't either you know like you are but you aren't and and there has to be you you know I'm sure the best Tom Aaron Rod all those guys like they walk the line of like you got to know like okay right now like yeah we are boys we're always going to be boys I love you blah 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 but like I'm also gonna let you know like it's my responsibility in my position to be like yo no it needs to be like this or a yeah we got to pick this up right now because everyone's slacking, you know, it's, it's like that weird blend that, that obviously we both love, you know, about it. Cause it's like, it's all on you. And I love that about it. But um, what about like coaches and stuff? Yeah. Coaches. So I, I like I said, I, I grew up without a father and my mom through, through the coffee cart um, had a client that, was, hey, one, uh, one real thing onto the mom coffee cart thing. Like I just had to say like, when you said that, I was like, oh, for sure. Because dude, everywhere I go in Europe, my first thing I try and do is I try and find a cafe that is like my spot. And so like, dude, there's a weird, weird power in the place that you get your coffee. Like, and so when yeah. you said that, I was just immediately like, ding, you know, like something went off. It's like, cause, and everywhere I've been, like when I first got here in Czech Republic, I didn't have that. And I was kind of like, it's all right and then I found it and it was just like as soon as I found it we're good like let's yeah. let's go you know and so sorry I just had to throw that like the the coffee mom you know like I had to get that out there so no it's exactly what uh what this leads into like you know pe people would always go down there and read the newspaper when the newspaper was popping back in like you know the, the early 2000s and um sports and she met uh individual Shane Lamb he ended up being my quarterback coach from the age of uh, 12 years old and, and he was uh, he was he was you know obviously from the old school times but he had a new a new school like contrarian thinker thought to him um, he wasn't scared to teach certain things and and quarterbacking was very very cookie cutter um, you got to do this and blah 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 do this and it's like um, to think outside the box um, was somewhere where I feel like I get a lot of what I do and even like to this day we'll go over there 
uh, I'll go over to his house and I, I, I classify him and his, him and his family as, as my family. And I go over there and, and preach to him what I feel is, is, is mechanical or what is, what is good movement. And he'll always, he'll always give me a different thought. Right. And, right. you know, it's, if, if, if we're all thinking the same way, then we're not thinking at all. So it's, it's really good to have people like that in my life um, to where he comes and um, he either, you know, helps me understand it a little bit more because I got to back it up with, with, with my, my side of it. So, um, and I think I, I get that from him. I, I was telling my mom a situation. I was like, yeah, I got to go stand up for myself. And she was like, oh, it sounds like what Shane used to do back in the day. He used to break the rules and like do things that people weren't used to doing. And now it's like, you're doing the same thing, you know, <laughs> to where it's like a lot of people, a lot of times it's like, I'm always trying to be on some new stuff. Like yeah. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel, but I'm not scared to teach kids certain things because I feel like I can do it, you know, to where people are, or, or like, get oh. the, or get the, the blow up, the blow up dummies out there. Bro. Exactly. I, when you, when I saw that, I was like, how haven't I thought of, you know, like, it's so like yeah. not simple, but at the same time, Oh, that's so good dude. you know, like, and I'm sure you've caught some shit for it, but also like equally people being like, Oh my God, that's great. Yeah. It's uh you get, you get your, your, your old school people every now and then, but you know, I don't know. It's uh, people are, people are uh, pretty, pretty hyped up about it. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's great because playing the quarterback position, you have to be so in tune with your feet, right? Your feet are one of the most important things in the quarterback world, your feet and eyes. And a lot of times your eyes are getting, you know, kind of, kind of clustered up and it's, it's a little bit murky and, and it gets a little swampy when you're starting to go through a read. And if you don't understand like, where your guys are going to be at and how to trust your feet, you're going to struggle because you're going to take that extra hitch and you're going to have that little beat of indecisiveness in your heart. So, you know, it, it doesn't completely fulfill an 11 on 11, you know, Friday night situation, but it does the job and it, and it restricts their, their vision as much yeah. as I need. And they have to adapt with their arm angles and they're just psyched about it. You know, it's like being able to give kids, whether it's off platform, whether it's inflatables, new things, new ways to fail. Yeah. Right. It's going to really, it's going to really allow their mind to take that next step because yeah, of course, like I could keep it like 1990 style and go like, you know, stationary the whole time and keep it really simple, but the mind just not, it's going to get, it's going to get so bored. So yeah. now it's like, I got to find ways to bring this new style, this new like flavor to where, yeah, we can have our fundamentals. Like I call them like the Tim Duncan drills. I'm like, this, this is, this okay. is the big fundamental right here. Like we're doing it like, you know, super, super fundamental. It's not going to look sexy, but then like a lot of the stuff I put on my Instagram is like the sexy stuff. Right. Right. Where it's like, Ooh, ah, like, and it just adds a newfound confidence. Like you start to teach them how to do different things. They're like, Ooh, I can do, cause that's the main thing. Like you see the QB ones, like QB ones make throws that, that QB twos can't. You know, sure. I can make throws that other people can't. Of course, I don't want to have a, a Jay Cutler mentality with it, but like, I still want to like have a protective thought with the football, but I can also not be robotic and I trust myself, you know? So it's, uh, it's, a, it's I've, I've found good success in it because the kids end up getting really cocky and really, really confident, which, which I want, you know, and then I'll bring, I'll bring them down from there. That's where I start to, that's where I start to polish them. Right. Make them look all pretty. Cause I just, I need you to believe in yourself and doing things other people can't being able to throw sidearm, being able to throw off platform, being able to throw, you know, across your body, those type of things are 
are what really allow you to feel the game because you're going out there and you you know you're you don't feel like your feet are tied you don't feel like you're you're, you're hesitating you're just going out there and playing so yeah and and i mean nowadays with the style of football changing like there's no such thing relative for the most part of just like a game manager quarterback and you know like very very rarely even in the nfl right now maybe like Tannehill on the titans with you know there's there's maybe one yeah. or two but high school very rare unless you're like a wing t you know old school yeah, it's all dependent on your scheme. everyone else for the you look at college unless it's army or navy like everyone is for the most part relying on the quarterback and the receivers to get things done and that's just the way it is and so if you're only teaching be conservative like that gunslinger is like a part of the game at to a certain degree now. Oh man. I, 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 I feel like that's one of the biggest things is when coaches don't believe in their quarterbacks, it's something that quarterbacks can feel. And you try to make me into a game manager or you see this in high school a lot. You see quarterback coaches or offensive coordinators not believe in their kids and they try to call perfect games. And mm -hmm. um, when you have that feeling of, Oh, well, I'm going to make this guy into a game manager. Like I, I felt like that at NDSU sometimes. I was like, I was scared to make mistakes. I was scared to push the ball downfield because it wasn't like, yo, you better protect the ball. Like just don't lose this game for us. And then exactly. I went to central and then I went to a situation where I was like, I'm throwing 40 times a game. I was like, wow, this feels really good. Like I'm, I'm just out there ripping it. Right. And that really comes from a coach. Right. Because even though like they're having these coaching meetings behind closed doors, I can still feel that energy. Like energy is going to transfer through those walls and it's going to hit it. me. Because, yeah, I know. I know how you feel about me. And especially little kids. Kids are, are the most intuitive. So it's like when you don't believe in them, like I was having this conversation with the high school coach. I was like, why don't you just let them call the backside route and three by one? Like just let them call like check with me. Let them call slant, hitch or out. Right. Exactly. And he's like, oh, that scares me. I'm like, why, why does that scare you? Like, give him a sense of responsibility. Give him a sense of like, you know, like I, I have, I'm, I'm rooted to this decision now, you know, to where it's like, you got to trust our guys. The more you start to trust the guys, the more they'll start to go out there and play. But if you don't trust them, they're going to feel it. No, exactly. And, it. and it gives them like a, like for me, you know, I've been QBOC out here in Europe and stuff. And so like, like you want to do what the guys want to do you like or feel comfortable doing and so like our my first game this year i had this big receiver that i'd throw backside of trips down in the goal line i think we hit a fade like first time down in the goal line touchdown and he comes back in the huddle the next time we're in the red zone he's like hey hey he's terrified of the fade right now let me run a slant and i'm like i was gonna call a run play and i was like dude he's if you're this confident in what you're gonna do then fuck, let's roll with it, you know? All right, call a play, slant, backside, touchdown. You know, like, it's just, it's like, you want to do what the people, your players want to do for the most part, you know? And so, no, I, I always get, yeah, it scares me. It comes me. back to how you have not trust, though. Yeah. It's like, if you're egotistical and you're like, no, I know what's right and you don't. And that's, that's coaching, right? Yeah. It's really hard, especially for uh, a 39-year-old, 45 year old vetted man that's that's committed you know 30 years of his life to football right. to come like for a 17 year old quarterback to come off and be like hey coach throw a slant <laughs> and he's like oh, yeah okay 
you know? Yeah, like, and your livelihood's on the line, too. You know, I, it's, it's not easy. Lot. Yeah, it, it, that, it, it says it, a lot about those individuals. It does because you're, it's, it's like it's got to be that, that, that sense of trust as, like, as a quarterback to coach relationship. But it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough, but, you know, it, all, it, all, it, it, it comes back to just how good are you of a coach, you know? It's yeah, like, that that it remind that just I haven't thought this in so long, but in high school, we were in like the quarterfinals or something, and I mean tie game, something maybe we're down late in the fourth, on like the four, and me and my one homie had worked on back shoulder fades like all year round. You know, this is like 2008. This is like yeah. almost no one's really throwing back shoulders yet, and coach. Coach would watch it. We didn't have it in the playbook. We just saw T.O. doing it or somebody doing it. So we'd practice it. And I come to the sideline to get the play. And he's like, hey, you want to throw the back shoulder to Miller? And I'm like, do you want to throw the back shoulder to Miller? And he's like, you guys hit it every time. I was like, I watch you guys. I was like, all right, three-step touchdown the game winner you know it's like his affirmation gave you affirmation no and and it was that was a weird one because it was totally role reverse was like I was confident in it but as soon as he gave me the confidence like I guess I wasn't confident in the the moment but then as soon as he was like no you guys hit it every time I was like yeah you're right we do so (laughs) let's let's nail it yeah but that's 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 that goes into like if a coach can you know kind of perspire positive self-talk affirmative language on you he just controlled the way you're thinking about yourself with his with his remark to you and that's the sign of a good coach you know what i'm saying like getting these kids to understand yo it's that little monkey in your head that's throwing a fit for the banana you've got to figure out how to communicate with him right you got to figure out how to get that 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 person to consistently talk words of affirmation like i am going to like hit your spot i'm telling kids consistently i'm like yo visualize it right before it happens and tell yourself how it's going to go right right in your head tell yourself how you how it's going to go how you're going to execute i am going to put it here i am going to throw it in the scene rather than uh that little that little voice of hesitation because that translates into your physical so um I don't know. It's, it, it comes down to, like you said, like it come, the first question was, who are these coaches, right? I've been blessed to like been, be around, whether it's being around a great coaching staff at NDSU, um, being around a culture, a, D, a D2 culture to where it was like a little bit more I, I oriented. And then like want to be that person that I always like now that I've, I've always wanted to be remembered for, for playing, like not playing football, but just being respected in my community, whether it's like, within the playing community or now it's like I want respect to my peers in the coaching community how does that happen I got to go search for information I got to surround myself with individuals whether it's you know asking questions or reading books about people that have done it before so now it's like you know Bill Walsh is someone big that I look up to like even though he's he's you know RIP um his books his literature um there's this new book about Bill Belichick and uh, Al, like Al Davis and um, Mike Lombardi. It's called Gridiron Genius. And he just talks about instances throughout his time um, being associated with Bill Belichick and Al Davis and, and all those cats about like kind of what made them who they are. And I feel like if you're going to be prolific, you have to accept the journey of other people. Like if you don't, if you don't study the journey of, of others and how they got there, um, you're not 
you know, optimizing just your tools because inspiration. There's already a team it, plan for you. You know, yeah, like there's already, it, it's, you got, it's out there. Like you, you gotta, you gotta watch videos on YouTube about, you know, certain guys and what they failed with and what they went through. Cause then it's going to add inspiration to the way you go about your process. Like, Oh, he went through it. I can go through it. You know? Cause it's, it's like what I'm going through right now. Like I got kids like that are getting scholarships and my younger kids are looking at them and saying, Hey, if he can do it, I can do it. It's, it, it all comes down to affirmation and, and believing cause you're going to fail. You're going to, but how can I lace my mind with, with whether it's inspiration or more process or yada, yada, yada to, to, to get to where I want to be, to, to prepare, prepare me for that instance of failure. So I don't fail twice. So I don't fail three times the same way. So exactly. And, uh, and then like you say, like learn, you know, looking at somebody else's game plan, you know, my, one of my favorite quotes is like, um, you know, a, a smart man learns from his mistakes and a wise man learns from others. And it's like, Shit, if, if we can eliminate one failure, even though it's going to happen, but we can make one, we can check one off the box because we saw somebody else do it. And now we know not to do it. Like that's the evolution of everything. And I mean, you, I've noticed, you know, you, you've said affirmations a few times. What, how, af, like, you know, I'm, I'm into meditation and affirmations as well. Kind of do like a, although I've been slacking a little bit lately, to be honest, but I do kind of a gratitude prayer kind of thing in the mornings after I meditate where either I'm sending good vibes to somebody or I'm telling myself like I can do basically anything I want like what are some like what's the affirmation system like in your life because I have a feeling there's something there for you yeah just so through reading you know so through reading and like we talked about like emotional intelligence has been brought up a little bit in this conversation like i don't have any phd i don't have like a deep schooling in this stuff like i said i've been riding the wave of curiosity and and um just just learning about how important that other person in your head is because you're consistently having a line of communication with yourself and now over time like learning how things are are going to be more decisive and 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 more um, effort driven when you tell yourself you are going to do something and being a little bit nicer to yourself um, and just, just learning about those couple things. And I've always said like, you know, like, the, like I brought up with my mom, like I've, I've always been supported when I believe in myself, right. To where I'm completely positive that like, I am going to make this abstract career into a profession, right. Why? Because I know in my heart, like, this is what I love to do. And this is what I want to do. And I've been bred my whole life to do this. Right. And it's a, it's an affirmation to where it's like, it's a belief. Right. And that, that, I don't know, it's, it's a, it's an energy that I possess. And I, I feel like it's uh it's something to where I can share it with my clients. I can share it with my community. Um, it's not any, I don't think like, scientific like oh i wake up in the morning and say this five times it's right it's it's literally how i feel it's, yeah. it's how i feel in my heart about myself and what i can do because i'm a man of of many failures whether it's me failing off the field whether it's me failing on the field in all reality yeah i was a good high school football player i was an okay college football player but i was average i'm a yeah. i'm a college football player that nobody will ever remember nobody will will be like hey i remember you playing you know that's who i was Right. I was average. Right. And now how do I, how do I put my, my soul that's in purgatory of being average to rest? 
it's by continuing to execute on that passion to, to originally be, be who I set out to be because nobody like not, not a lot of society gets to really chase what they love for their whole life. Like I'm, I'm chasing my, my love that I've had since seventh grade or since seven years old. I've, I've wanted to, to be a football player since seven years old and I'm still getting to chase it because I'm still in love with myself first off to where it's like, when you can commit to something you love, it's, it's like, okay, I will go through whatever it takes to, to get this done straight up. But yeah, no, to, to that point too, is like at this point now for you in the coaching realm, like I relate exactly what you're saying with like, I've just had this like belief that, you know, once I graduated college or maybe even before college, I kind of made up my mind, like, and I heard it from somebody else. I don't know who to give credit to, but I'm going to use football. I'm not going to let football use me. And just I've taken that like approach and then graduate and kind of work in a shitty job after graduation before that first year in Europe. I was like, okay, I don't ever want a real job. And it, it in the beginning, it sounds crazy, but now I'm going on year five or six over here, you know, in the process of, I, I haven't been back in the States for a year now. It's probably going to end up being a couple years before, you know, I'm, I've, I've said in my mind, I'd like to try and be, completely independent, permanent in Europe. And when you first say it, like I, you, be, I believe it, but nobody really else does. And, but then after you get a little bit of success with it and it's like, Oh, so I have been thinking this, I have been believing in myself and now it's came to fruition. Like shit, anything is possible, you know? And, and yeah. so it's like, I feel like, you know, the similar with you is like, you know, I think when we talked a couple of years back, I'd be interested to hear how your mind is shifted with the goals of left coast and everything like, you know, you wanted to kind of maybe expand it or whatever. And it's like, at the time, I remember us talking and it was kind of like, I think I can, but I don't know for sure. But now like two, three years down the road, like with the continued success over, it's like that idea, if it's still there, like, you know, you can do it, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you start to you, you start to find these little wins and then the next the next step is to find the next hill to climb, you know, because you you got to stay, you got to stay driven, you got to stay inspired, you got to figure out ways to continue to, to make yourself smarter or better or more consistent. Um, and it comes like I, I work off fear a little bit. I like I, I work off a lot of it here because like, I'm fearful of, of not being who I want to be. Right. You know, what I'm saying like, like you said, like, I want to do this. And there's part of me that's like, if, if I don't do this, I will hate myself. Mm. My moral will be so bad. My energy will be so bad. I'll be depressed. Like me not executing on that drives me. I'm going to get anxious. Like I, I get anxious when I don't work. Why? Because I think there's somebody out there that's executing on, on, on my dream more than I am. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're going to earn the respect of being the best quarterback developer, I got to, I'm going to take, if you want to wake up at 6am and go out there and work, I'm not going to make it like, I'm going to go and do it. If yeah. you want to go out there at eight o'clock at night, like I don't have, I don't have a, a, like a girlfriend. I don't have a family. Like I'm committing to myself right now. Right. To where if I don't execute on these things where I go out drinking on a Saturday night or a, like uh, watch a, have a Sunday fun day and watch your chargers, which I do every once in a while. But like those days after I'm beating myself up. Why? Right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not 
I'm not doing what I need to do to execute on what I, on what I eventually want to do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It, it kind of drives me to where it's like, like, yo, get your ass out there. Right. Like, yeah, the no is, is I, you know, I complete, I, I agree. And I didn't think when you first started that, I didn't think I was going to agree like the running on fear or whatever, because like in my mind, you know, it's like, you don't want to do that. But then I, as you were saying that I thought like about myself and I'm like, I, I don't consider I have too many fears in life. I don't, I used to be scared of spiders. I, I'm really not, you we're know, not this, talking about those fears though. Yeah. We're like talking about, we're no, talking no, about no, fears. no, exactly. It's like, you know, I'm not trying to be tough when I say I, for whatever reason, I'm not really scared of dying for whatever reason. But my one fear when someone asks me that now is like, I'm scared of like, not living the life that I want, you know, yes. like, yes. And, and, and that's like what I would say my one true fear is. And um, drives yeah, and, and it, it drives, drives the fuck out of me, you know, like, yeah, for sure, man. No, it's, and no, that, that's a weird, that's a good one, man. That's a really, really good one. I hadn't, I'd thought about it, but I hadn't, like I said, I thought I was going to disagree with you. And then I'd like, oh no, exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, for sure. That's, that's, I don't know. It's a competitive market where I'm at. So it's like, I'm always trying to work. I'm always trying to figure out like how I can, whether it's, commit to a, a, a client or, you know, go out of my way to, to service somebody, whether it's driving up to Irvine or driving out to um, the inland like empire area or the Southeast of San Diego. And, you know, just not being that person. that's like, Oh, you can't work with me because blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not, it's not hard to get a hold of me. I'm trying to take on everything and ever, like everyone. I'm, yeah. Obviously I can't do it by myself, but like I, I posted a little caption about something the other day. It's like, I want to be used up. Like, because the more I work, the more I live. Like, I, I feel like, of course, yeah, everybody gets to say like, oh yeah, that's your work. But yeah, I'm, I'm really not working because this is what I love to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. it's like, I get to go out there play pass and teach you how to like be a quarterback, you know, and, and, and be, you know, make, execute on the things that I didn't go um, right on. But I don't know, it's, it all comes back to, to just that, that love. You continue, continuing to live right? Live for a living. <laughs> for sure. No, bro. I mean, like, that's, like I said, that's why I like having guys like you on is just the, the passion, you know, and it's, it's tough, you know, I, I feel bad for a lot. And I'm not trying to like look down on anybody, but like, I feel bad because I know a lot of people either one don't know what that passion is or what it is. Mm -hmm. And then two, if they do, they don't know a way to like monetize it or live off of it, you know, in, in the sense that they can just wake up and it's like, yeah, I, I'm going today, I'm going to go work with these kids, but that's like the thing I want to be going to do. You know, it, there, there's no other, there's not a, a something that's in front of it, you know? It, it, you got to do it for a very long time. It's not like you can just pick up your love at the age of 28 and say, Oh, well, this is my love and I'm going to monetize it. Exactly. This has been a lifelong journey. It's been, I've been committing to the love of my life since I've been six years old. And if you did that, if you were an artist since six years old and decided to paint, you're probably at a very good stage of your life because you weren't scared to commit. You know what I'm saying? But it's, right. it's hard to be like, Oh, because it's like my mom, she always tells a story to me. She's like, I grew up on the East coast and I, I was in a Catholic family and 
I told my, my dad I wanted to go to art school. And he said, no, go to, you're going to go to a university that will give you an opportunity to do something with the degree that can actually make you a living because artists don't make money. Mm. And that's what she wanted to do. And you're like, like all these, all these little pictures up here, right? That's my mom's, right? Oh, she's still painting. Sick, man. So where it's like, now she's finding, she's, she's getting back into it. But like, we have that conversation. It's like, if she, she's like, if, if I would have committed as a little girl to being an artist at a young age and been fearless and just said, fuck it, I'm going to go. She's like, I would, I would have a different path. Right. 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 Yeah. So, no, dude, you know, that, that but, the one, the one with the palm tree and the, that like pretty much middle one. I, I like, I noticed the second we logged on, I was like, damn, that one's I mean, they're all yeah, good, but that one really speaks to me. <laughs> yeah. They're all, uh, they're all like local little areas too. So it's, uh, I don't know, she's good at what she does. It's her little, it's her little thing to, to get away from all the stresses in the world. But That's yeah, man, sick. it's, it's, uh, no, no to, to, empowering. to your point too, like, you know, I've, I've, now, you know, when I first, when I first kind of did the Euro thing, you know, a couple of my buddies who were, you know, caught up in making money, the rat race kind of life were like, dude, what are you doing? You know, because like, I, that's never been my goal, you know, like getting, being a CEO or being, you know, having a million dollars was never like number one, like, yeah, it'd be cool. Don't get me wrong. But that was never like the motivating factor. And, you know, I get into this kind of position where now, you know, like I say, I consider myself, I'm living my dream. I'm not living someone else's dream. You know, everyone else, they have their own dream, figure that shit out on your own and then try and go for it. And people will be like, Oh, you're lucky. You get to do what you want and this and that. And it's like, yeah, I am in a way, but also like, as you put it, I've been doing this since nine years old, struggling through, you know, high school didn't go at all how I wanted it to, Ju you know, from JUCO to transferring North Dakota, transferring, being home for a semester, you know, like just the path was a lot of, like you could consider not lucky, you know, some of the breaks that I got, but just that continued belief that you finally break through and it literally is, took, you know, if we're going to say from day one that I started playing football, it took 20 years to get to this point now where like, I'm, you know, I moved to Finland next week, and they're going to pay me for the entire off season being there, you know, and like, what, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even know that was possible when I started this shit. And so like, how you said is like, you got to put the time in. And that's how I see right now with the podcast is I know eventually, I know eventually I can't sling it for a living. And so I look at this as like, I'm, I'm year one in the podcast game. If, if something pops off before year 10 or year five, like that's a blessing, but I'm not even expecting it to because I understand how the, the game works and not the podcast game, not football game, but just any game yeah. where like, you got to put your time in that, you know, it's cliche, but no such thing as the overnight success or whatever. Yep. And it's that, it's that marathon mentality. Yep. Marathon. Yep. And I love all your videos lately got the nips in it. I think, yep. although I think the one I made, I did, I put Nipsey in it too. I mean, Nipsey's, you did. Nipsey's the best. Yeah. He's a goat, man. Let's, uh, I mean, dude, we just killed that. I mean, like there's so much gold in there, but I want to know a little bit more about just like your story. Um, you know, and like going from, like we've mentioned, we have very similarities. And so like, 
I think we both can have some good little inputs on this, but like going from, you know, you said you're a good high school guy, but what were, did you have some other offers outside of NDSU and like what, what made you go NDSU? Yeah. So I was, I was a little bit of an anomaly. I was like 5'11 and 165 pounds, but shorts and a t-shirt. Like I, I, I was a very good mover. I was very like, could, could run with the football. Um, didn't have a very desirable, you know, I didn't pass the eye test. Right. So not a lot of schools were on me. I went to, um, my quarterback coach had an intuition that we were going to meet somebody at the Nebraska camp. His, his quarterback coach slash offense coordinator, Sean Watson was the quarterback coach in Nebraska at the time. Okay. So we went out there and there was a whole bunch of satellite coaches that were like FCS D2. So he's like, Oh, you'll impress somebody. So I ended up meeting, um, coach vegan and he recruited me. Um, so I had like VMI, James Madison and, um, NDSU. Those were the three schools that were talking to me. NDSU ended up offering me. And um, pretty much as soon as I got it, after I got the, like, I remember Coach Bull, he's like, I want to see you before you take off back home. And then he met me in the airport and then they offered me right before I got on the plane. And then I was like, on the plane, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm coming. Like, <laughs> this is exactly what I want. This is exactly what I want. I wanted a, a school that like, had a lot of pride in their, in their community, had a, like, it was a, a college football field. And, and I got that tenfold. It's like, it's just one of the best feelings and in, in the whole United States, in spite of it being in, you know, North Dakota, but, um, <laughs> yes. you know, ended up getting to go out there and still they, uh, you know, they, they still, they had a lot of expectation for me. I'm not saying it, like the expectation, like it was good. They, they, they valued me. They thought I was a, you know, a, a, a good recruit, a good quarterback, and they put me in situations to play at a young age. So I traveled as a freshman. Um, wasn't the as backup. A true freshman? They, they were, yeah, as I was a true freshman traveling. Okay. And I, I was redshirted, but if anything happened, they never said that. But yeah, they were grooming me. You know, yeah. I was I was the only freshman that like wasn't staying home. Um, and then my sophomore year, we were supposed to be, um, or my freshman year, my redshirt freshman year, we were supposed to, we were like ranked number four in the nation okay. um, preseason and then heavy senior class. And then we ended up getting knocked out of the playoffs with four games left. And the, the kid was a senior. Um, and then they ended up benching him for me to see how I would do to, to see how I, you know, and uh, that was some of the best ball I ever played because I, there was nobody behind me crawling my ass. Um, it was just kind of go out there and play. Um, so did well. I think I, I went two and two. My first game, we, we played Missouri state. We won um, through my first touchdown on a, a two-yard route. And the fullback took it up the sideline. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then we, we played two more games. I, I went 500 the next year. Um, they, they weren't sold on me, right, because I had off-the-field issues. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't being the person I needed to be, right? And that's yeah. why I'm, I always talk about purgatory, because I didn't handle my moment of, like, yo, this is, this is who you've always wanted to be. You're here, mm. and you don't handle it the right way because I was so caught up in all these other things, you know, and it's, so it's really easy, but like, I didn't execute how I needed to execute. So um, somebody outperformed me on the field and off the field. So I, I start, I ended up winning the competition going into my sophomore year. And I started my first four games of my sophomore year and then ended up getting a concussion. And then the kid that was a year younger than me came in and he balled out. He threw four touchdowns in the second half and, um, rightfully so. Like he was a better quarterback than me. He he handled things better than than I was. He was a better quarterback. He he could produce better than I was. I did, and 
yeah, he, he got handed the keys to the car. And then the next spring, they basically, at NDSU, Coach Bull had come into my um, kitchen, right, had dinner with the house, and that was the thing. He was telling parents he, that was their thing. They, was, you have a scholarship here. If you're the backup, if you're the third string guy, if you get hurt five years, you have a scholarship here, okay. right? And then I started to get in trouble off, off the field. Um, and then I wasn't the starter. And then it was like, okay, how do we get rid of this guy? Um, yeah. So he ended up pulling me in the, in the um, office and having that conversation with me, like, yo, you're going to be the third string. You're going to hold a clipboard the whole time. Like, we feel like your development is done. Like, we know who you are as a player, blah, blah, blah. And I was shook by that. And, you know, uh, at the time I was like, I was feeling sorry for myself. Like, yeah, you're a jerk, but no, he was right. Yeah. He was exactly right. Um, you know, I wasn't proving to him, you know, I couldn't allow him to go to bed feeling good about me. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't checking those boxes. So, and you're like um, 20, 21 at this time, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. 20 years old. And I walked out of that meeting crying. Like, yeah, I hadn't even got down like out of the Fargo dome. And I think I, I called my mom and I was like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Like I'm leaving. I'm gone. Like, I, like, I don't feel wanted, blah, blah, blah. Like, I wish I would have stayed, but like with hindsight, but no, like I left and I, I went to central and then, you know, same thing kind of happened. Like what was I, the, what was like the thought process with like, you, you kind of have to go D2 cause, uh, yeah, you gotta go down. Like what, how, how'd central come up? Scholarship. It was scholarship, okay. right? Any, any, yeah, any team that was going to offer me a scholarship and had the opportunity to play, like yep. play some pretty good ball and central was like, central's a good team. Like yeah, they, they, they got good football up there. Um, so ended up getting recruited, um, I for, uh, Blaine, I forgot his name. He, he got me in there, basically told me I'd have an opportunity and it was basically, uh, a, uh, just, they had a kid that they liked and he was their starter and I was the insurance policy. Okay. Um, and then once again, I, I fell by the wayside, just feeling sorry for myself and, you know, not taking school serious or, you know, not taking everything serious. I, I stayed consistent. I eventually get, got an opportunity. Like the kid ended up hurting himself. So I started the last four games of, of the season. But, you know, it was always just such an up and down thing. Like I, I struggled from 18 to I, I struggled from 18 to like 24, you know. And I even still have days that I struggle and I let that person still out. Like it's always in there. Like, but I, I have more purpose now. I have more, like, I have something I'm working towards. Like I said, like, I will not be denied to have the respect of my peers in my community. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want. And I know sometimes I can't, I can't, I'm not sometimes I'm not that person anymore, but I'm still going to go out and have fun and, you know, be loose. But Mm -hmm. Now it's, it's, it's yeah, we had, we had a good, we had a good old time, our, our day in San Diego with a little burger, a yeah. little drink, you know? Yeah. We yeah, had a fun exactly. day. It, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's, it's mandatory that you let those times like come about through your life. But at that age, it's like, it's so brand new. It's so brand new. Like all these little sins are so brand new, whether it's having my own apartment and having the ability to have girls over or, yeah. you know, being able to skip out on a class and nobody being like, yo, wake your ass up, Jose. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I have all these decisions and I'm just not executing properly. You know, I look great on the football field. Like I'll make you miss in a phone booth, you know, I'll mm-hmm. be able to throw it like on time. Like I look great, but then 
the added stress and the emotions of all these other factors in my life not being there added anxiety to me and it didn't give me the the full potential that I needed to so you know I continued to set myself up for um you know not it's not saying like I was I was out there you know always in harm's way I just I just wasn't wasn't executing how I think like now understanding oh what a what a high level quarterback or what a high level person entails like reading about it seeing it now understanding the way I went about my career is like, Oh, I definitely wasn't executing in the right way. You know, yeah. you got to be taught that stuff. Like I, you're not supposed to be born with an elite talent, you know, of course, like, Oh, well that guy was born out of the womb. No, he grew up around a family of coaches, right? Mm-hmm. He was taught, he saw, he became a creep, like a, a creature of, of this culture. And, you know, NDSU was a, a very, very, very high level culture. Right. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've been originally known for having a high level culture. Right. But I still just couldn't handle the, 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 the feats of, of committing every instance of my life. Like I said earlier, the whole decision decides destiny. Like, no, no, for sure. It's, it's dude, it's weird. Like I said, the, the similarities and it's, it's nice to hear in a way, you know, like we're in a way not trying to tell sob stories or anything, but like, it's nice to hear like the relatability of, you know, I went to UND and I ended up, I went from JUCO and kind of opposite, like you said, is at UND, we were run heavy. Like it was basically don't lose the game kind of thing. And I just come from JUCO where I'd led the nation in yards per game, touchdowns and interceptions because we were slinging it, you know? And so like that going from that to that was like this, like I knew I could do it, but then the coaches just gave me like negative confidence almost, you know, and, and ended up starting my beat out a fifth year senior, my, my sophomore year, my first year there. And then we did all right. You know, I think I was four and two as a starter with our two losses being Idaho and Fresno. And then just like you said, just off the field, like I ended up the week we played Cal Poly. And like I said, we were a pretty run heavy team. That week though, I got caught cheating in my accounting class. And it was like, the the teacher was kind of cool about it and was like, okay, I'm not going to like blow your spot. Like it was me and the third string quarterback actually who got caught. And he's like, I'm not going to tell the coaches this and that, but all that shit's going on in my mind. And then we go into the game and like, I mean, I can't really remember it now, but we threw the ball like 16 times in the first quarter and a half. And I think the most I'd thrown in a game before that was like 18 times all game, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and so I can remember, and I, I sucked that quarter. I think I started like three for 16 with two picks and like a missed touchdown, but get pulled and then like like you the the backup comes in we don't end up winning but he like brought it almost all the way back and then he was the guy he kind of just like we ended up winning the rest of the games and just kind of but struggled to win all the games but still we won them and then that off season they bring in a uh well that off season in the spring meeting the teacher ended up telling the coaches about cheating And so now I'm looked at as like kind of a problem, kind of a punk, you know, knucklehead. And they, 
the, those guys kind of already looked at me that way, I think, because I don't know, I was coming from the Bay. I had, I was all about wearing a visor, having a little swag. And I don't know, yeah. at UND, swag like was not cool, no. you know, like <laughs> that's yeah. not what they wanted. And, and so they brought in a fifth year senior transfer from North Carolina that I battled during the spring with. And that was like you, my best ball I've ever played, like hands down best ball I've ever played spring game balled out and but I I knew I knew that they didn't want me to be the guy you know I was just I was just the insurance policy completely of like if if shit goes wrong with this guy we got this new recruit that's gonna redshirt next year and you know he's we're gonna figure out a way for him to beat you out next year basically but and so I told my i we finished the spring game. I went like 250, two touchdowns. Other guy went like 60. You know, it, it was a spring game, but I balled. And the head coach was in the booth announcing the game, like with the local guy. And I mean, yeah. literally, you could literally hear him when I was making throws go like, uh, yeah. like, like, damn it. You know, like, this, yeah, now I'm going to have to figure out a new way to maneuver like how I'm going to get this other guy as the guy and you know I went back and coached running backs at New Haven the D2 school I went to and so I've been in the coaches meetings now and I mean like dude those discussions are fucking ruthless at time you know like what what some coaches are saying about and so it made my eyes open like oh that's what they were saying about me in these coaches meetings and and so Long story longer. Yeah, ultimately, I knew I knew after spring game, I'm leaving, and I went in spring meeting and was like, "Hey, I'm I'm done. You know, I'm gonna leave." And they look at me like, "What? You just had 250 and two touchdowns in the spring game? Like you're?" And I was talking to the OC. I go, "Yeah, but I know the guy upstairs doesn't want me. I mean, guy upstairs being the head coach, not God, but um, (laughs) like I know he doesn't want me to be the guy. You know, so like, why am I gonna?" waste my time and I mean again it was uh, unlike NDSU and I don't I'm not trying to talk shit about but it wasn't a high high quality group of individuals there and so this head coach called my dad and basically just lied to him and said like I was his guy and he needs to convince me to stay and so I stay I go through summer uh summer camp all that and then the the a week before spring or summer camp starts prospectus comes out i'm number two they say braden's our guy blah 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 and I was, my dad calls me he's like you gotta leave and i'm like man fuck you i knew i told you this was gonna happen you know and so like and then just to complete the similarities like i looked up all right d2 who throws it who's got a or who has a senior quarterback because i was gonna go there mid-year senior quarterback who throws it and who wins and who's got some money, you know, and all my, all my pat point or all my arrows pointed to new Haven and back to the idea of like, I'm just going to make this happen. Like it happened, you know? And so, no, it's, it's like I said, long story longer, but it's, it makes me feel good from a personal level to be like, Oh, I'm not the only one because we all have this like human nature idea in our mind that like, Oh, I'm the only one struggling with this issue or whatever. And yeah. just talking about this shit helps. 
Oh yeah. Well, most often people are not success stories, especially when it comes down to football. Cause you know, we watch Sundays and it's like, those are one, those are less than 1%. And it's like, it feels good. You, you feel a little bit of ease when, when you hear, you know, other people's failures. So I'm with sure. you. I'm with For sure. Yeah. There's only, there's only one Tom Brady, you know? Yeah. Right. Like there's, yep. there's how many, I mean, we could probably go back in the last 16 years, how many six round draft picks there's been quarterbacks or any position yeah. for that matter. And yeah, to like do what he's done, you know, like there, there, there's, it's just the law of averages or, you know, the law of numbers or whatever you want to call it. And I mean, it's, it's, it's humbling, but so when, when you got done with central though, you just still had the itch. Like what was, what was the thought process with Europe? Yeah, it was still like, I had like, I was young, you know, it's like, I'm not gonna, what, I'm gonna go work a real job and go, like, <laughs> you know, hang out on a construction site and like hold a shovel and do stuff that I don't, you know, want to do or go work in a restaurant. Like I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do anything like that. Like I'm going to go out there and play, I'm going to go play football. So I went out to Germany, right. Played for the Braunschweig Lions. Um, New Yorker Lions the first year I went out there ended up tearing my ACL the the fourth game and okay. you know super super fortunate that I was with a really good organization yeah um, awesome coach and, and and coach Tomlin um, they took care of me um, I stayed out there I rehabbed um, you know it, it was a great experience just to be in the culture for 10 months um, and then after that ended up coming back to Germany played for the Cologne Falcons, Cologne Falcons. Okay. Um, they're not in the GFL anymore, but yeah, went out there, played for a year and then went out to Italy for a year. Eventually, like after I got done with the GFL, then it was like, okay, just go see like, not like go see new countries. Yeah. So um, that's like basically where I started falling in love with coaching. Cause when I went to the smaller countries, then I was like, then I was a player coach, right? Yep. You're, like you said, you're the, you're the QBOC. So like I'm running film meetings and having to communicate with like all this like nonverbal because you know my guy's like what is the play I'm like hey, no capito like slow down you speak too fast and I'm just like oh fuck dude like getting all upset like so I'm just trying to figure out like on the fly like how to be a coach I didn't know what I was doing like I was just you know learning on the on the run so that that kind of gave me a, a a profound love for what I do now but like in in between when I was coming home, I was doing this. I was quarterback training. Okay. Then, out in Europe, played out there and then ended up breaking my ankle in, in uh, Switzerland my fourth year out there. So it was only two times I got injured in my career. Like we're like, damn, like in Europe. So I broke, I tore my ACL in my fourth year. I broke my ankle and it was, uh, it was what Dak did, right? My ankle is, my ankle is like hanging the opposite way. The Swiss doctor comes out and he's like, it was a Swiss German. He's like, what is wrong with your ankle? And I said, what, dude? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Look at my foot. And then, like, you know how they have, like, the, the Disneyland sidewalks? Like, the Disneyland, like, gravel on the sidewalks? So, they like, put me on the gurney, right? Okay. And, like, I'm on, the, I'm on the hospital bed. And, like, they're just chilling. And my ankle's chilling there. They haven't put it back into place. It's just, like, chilling. A blanket's over it so nobody can see it. And the the paramedics start pushing me onto like the gravel side thing where it's like the little like it's like oh. yeah and the the cart starts going like this like and I'm like ah your ankles <laughs> I was like real yeah. I'm like how have you guys not learned like yo this is bumpy like this is insecure 
but yeah, that was, that was a crazy time. Cause I knew I told myself before the season, like not before the season, like if I ever got hurt again, yeah, I'm done. Like, I don't okay. want, like, I don't want to be like the person that's like forcing the issue. Like I'm already an undersized guy. Like I even felt like hurt, you know, the day after games all the time. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's getting towards like, you know, the end. I don't want to be taking a beating. So after like that, that car ride, like, that that paramedics ride I was just so emotional because I was like it's over it's over like this isn't how I wanted it to end but it's over like and you get to figure it out but it was cool because they they ended up making me basically like the head coach over there and um yeah that's where it kind of started you get to deal with a whole bunch of like snobby French kids like these Swiss where where in Switzerland were you Lausanne okay Lausanne that's the Swiss Swiss province of our French province of of Switzerland right (laughs) and uh, I've seen a post about like years about soccer, right? And how it's just like, it's a little bit different to where like how they deal with like um, violence or how they deal with, um, you know, different forms of adversity in the football yeah. world. Yeah. And, you know, it was just, it was unique because I coached a youth team. I would have cats come out there and be like, oh, where's your mouthpiece? And they'd like just put a sock in their mouth and they'd be like wearing like a pajama t-shirt over their, like their shoulder pads. And it was just great, you know, like, Cause then you get to figure out what type of coach you are. Who are you? If you're a good coach, you can take these people that like don't understand and get them to somewhat understand. And the same thing comes back to quarterback coaching. It's like, there's a lot of people, you know, that are in this business that have a whole bunch of good guys, but it's like, yeah, they were good before you got them. Exactly. Where it's like, that's the testament of a good coach. Can you be patient enough to like make somebody that really has no, skill skillful so yeah it's, uh, yeah no I, that's the the thing i've noticed so much from and gained out here from coaching with like the language barriers is like you figure out like the most simple and short way to explain things because i mean now i'm learning other languages and if, if you go more than f- six seven words in a sentence eh, you lost me you know, and yeah. so like, <laughs> like, and so I'm everything I'm doing, you know, coaching receivers on sl- stay flat, you know, and then you might, you, you say it a couple times and you're like, maybe they don't even know what I mean. So then, Hey, so when I say this, I mean that, you know, like, and so you have yep. to break it down, like all the way to the, the very base. And I feel like that has like elevated my game. Whereas then you go back in the States sometimes and, I had the reason I left Finland two years back was because of this American coach we had who like touted himself as this like NFL kind of guy and stuff. And he could really talk the talk. Like, I mean, he was, he was fun to talk to like me and him, but when he's talking to our import Hungarian tight end, who doesn't really speak English that well, like you need to tell David he's either he blocks down or he runs out. You know, you can't say, Hey, if he's lining up in a wide nine eye and, or if he shifts down into the seven, you're going to need to bang him and then pirouette out. Like, no, David does. He's going to nod and say, yes, coach, but he doesn't know what the hell you're saying. And so like, then being able to see kind of the opposite was like, okay, like that's how valuable it is. And then translating that back to just coaching in college where everyone's speaking English, but you keep it simple and there's no problems ever because there's not confusion. You know, if the, the less amount of words are in a sentence, the less words you can fuck up, you know? So 
that's been like my like major takeaway from coaching out here in Europe and for you to say the sock and as a mouth guard I mean just the, just some of the stories bro is like like it 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 truly makes you appreciate the game and like like I I you gotta love it you know like when you're coaching guys who show up when I've had a guy show up in like flip-flops and I'm like where where's your cleats at and he's like I forgot them I'm like and you're gonna practice and he's like yeah oh yeah like, they're out there oh yeah oh, oh okay that's <laughs> like what am I gonna do like you know most of the, you know like the lesser leagues or even like youth teams like they're paying to be on the team like I'm not yeah. gonna tell this kid he's not gonna practice today if, if he wants to practice he drove here fuck it you can practice <laughs> yeah exactly and that's what's really tough it's like you get all these Americans like over to Europe and like oh they're not this way and they're not this way and it's like yeah because they're not like as vetted as you are it's like yeah this is like your kind of what you've been brought up of this is like their new hobby like yeah. this guy just like when I was in like Italy it's like yeah this is like a bona fide drinking team you know <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what just, I say I try to <laughs> I explain you to know? people I'm like you know it's it's these guys hobby like they all go to work they all play like yeah. imagine we all have a homie who's on the 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 softball team local softball team that's competitive as hell you know and, and that guy's taking batting practice he's they're they're having practices but at the end of the day it's just fun you know they're pissed when they lose but that's yeah. that's the the closest kind of like comparison i can say is like a an extremely competitive slow pitch softball to, you know like yeah. that's how Especially i think those of it. small countries you know it's like they don't got money to give they're not like you know the germany's and the austria's and, yeah you know the china's like all those guys they got a whole bunch of you know backing they got a whole bunch of cheese but when you go to these small places it's like yeah all these guys are like dads like we got like 50 year old dudes out there like that just like oh yeah i'm a badass i drive a hummer and i still want to play american football it's like nobody has a hummer in, in europe and then you know not many people play american football it's like yeah. they just get caught up in it it's like i just started playing you know so it's it's definitely cool but it comes back once again like yeah you got to be good good with dealing with people right and knowing what situation you're in like oh i'm not gonna be a dick nobody's nobody's gonna dislike me because i'm not too like i know this isn't they're not as intense like as i am so i'm gonna like let back a little bit you know what i'm saying or i'm gonna try to treat this like the nfl when it's like this is the czech republic yeah not the nfl you know like this is, so you have to understand like where these guys are coming from and that's that's it's hard it's hard for like like we're in just such an egotistical driven society like uh at least culture within football yeah it's, it's yeah. like oh, i know everything i have all the answers i've been doing this forever this is the way we did it where i was at and it's worked so why doesn't it work here uh, <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's, that. that's been my biggest uh like well that's been something i've really evolved with over my last like five six years out here is like in the beginning like i was in portugal it was it was known going into it that like They'd only had a league for like seven years. So I, I knew, but like still at times, you know, I, I'd probably be a little bit too extreme, you know, and, and just dialing it back. And like, I think my second year in Poland or first, yeah, second year we played in Serbia in like an international game and we lost. It was like the international cup championship or whatever. And I was pissed, you know, like we'd just done a 20 hour bus ride to get there. 
we we had a chance to win, but we just didn't. And I'm I'm pretty mad and sad about it. And everybody else is drinking a beer, like having fun. Hey, Joey, hey. And, and you know, it just made me check myself. And I was like, lighten up, bro. Like, this isn't yeah. the end of the world. This isn't the NFL, you know? Like, as long as you're being a good person and playing and doing, like, you're going to be remembered in a good way. And as you're saying, you've said, like, I want to be remembered for, like, I want to be remembered for the person I am. And I understand that we've, we've already said it, that football is a vehicle for me to express myself and be the person I like to be. And, and so I've, I've really been over the years, like learning to deal with that where it's like, okay. And it's tough. Cause when it's like your livelihood and it's just their hobby, like there's this weird disconnect, but then if, if, if you can just be straight up and like, Hey guys, I know this isn't, no one's making money here. I get that. Understand. I like, this is how I'm making money. Let's just meet in the middle. And I've done that the last like two teams I've been on. And it's like, all right, we're with you. Yeah. You know, like that, that's cool. You know, like it kind of just goes back to honesty is the best policy. But um, like, do you, do you um, want to ever like do you just see yourself right now as just being the the individual coach or is there ever like do you want to maybe get back into being an OC or a head coach at some point yeah I don't know I mean right now it's it's about trying to figure out how to make myself like you know of course I get to do what I love but also I want to create a career for myself because I need yeah. to I need to make a living yeah right? and that's finding a way to make my brand strong enough right and with that comes a very long process. Right. I have to be very consistent with raising a community of quality quarterbacks. So I'm just letting it happen one day at a time. And once again, it comes back down to people. So how did I make people feel? I'm going to probably cross paths. I may have already crossed paths with that person that they continue to see my heart and my commitment to my community. And they say, yo, I want to help this person out. I want to help lift them up and bring them up a higher level. And I'm just trying to continue to, to not burn bridges and, and be competitive and make myself smarter. But I don't know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be an offensive coordinator or where I'm gonna be. I'm just letting myself kind of go day by day and, and just take care of my, my garden, take care of my kids. Like I don't, that's what kind of scares me. If I'm not there for my community, then you know, somebody else will be, or they, mm -hmm. they won't be working. So it's like, it's, it's just staying here for these kids and, and getting a consistent track record. Like my main goal is to help make San Diego along with the other coaches. Like it's, I'm not the only part of it. Like a, a, it's a large factor, the other coaches, the, the, the style of, of people that, that are in our community, but we need to make this spot uh, a quarterback accessible. So when, when college coaches come down from, you know, wherever they come down the Pacific Northwest or the Midwest or the South, they don't just circle LA. Yeah. They are like, okay, there's, there's a perennial, like there's something going down here in San Diego. And I hope whether it's, it's me doing my thing and inspiring another coach to be better than me in San Diego, that's going to make the community better. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like just as the other coaches in, in SoCal drive me to be a better quarterback, because, you know, it's that QB1 thing. I don't want to be the worst. I don't want to be 
second fiddle. I don't want to be third. I want to be the best. And I know other people think that way. So like me being aggressively like passionate about what I'm doing, I know I'm, I'm driving other people and, and vice versa. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, I really hope this community gets the respect it deserves because it's all about the kids. You know, it's all about th- them being able to do what they want. And, and when it comes down to, you know, me closing my eyes for the final breath, I'll be able to go to sleep happy because I've, I've had an impact in, in the world. I've had an impact in, 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 people you know it's not like how much money's in your bank account it's not oh i have it's it's mm-hmm. have i changed the world and in my little pocket i have like i'm changing kids lives i'm i'm teaching them to be a little bit you know better than they were the day before before so um who knows where it's going to take me but i'm just kind of the plastic bag in the wind right now you know just being aggressive just being aggressive trying to be the best quarterback coach slash person i can be i guess so um I want to coach. I want to. I, I want to be permanently known to where it's like, yo, you come. You come to SoCal. You come to San Diego. It's like a lot of people come through here. Like that's who you're working with. Off, off season, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna go enjoy, you know, the fruits of San Diego, but I'm also gonna go have have a, a time to go with somebody that's gonna make me better, whether yeah. it's emotionally or or physically. So you know, that's slowly going down. But I know, like we said earlier, it's like it's a marathon. I, I'm not gonna just get that out of nowhere like who who in their right mind is going to trust somebody that doesn't have a track record like mm-hmm. whether you're a photographer or whether you're an artist or whether you're a podcaster like i need to see your portfolio like what have you done just the right person hasn't seen it yet you know what i'm saying like i'm not trying to make like obvious like i'm not trying to make proclamations like i'm the best or my kids are the best i'm trying to make the 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 the, the stamp of like yeah this i'm consistent yeah like, it's out there. If you want to look at it, look at it. Like, I'm, let, I'm, and I'm let the other this. person say that that's what you're the best, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like my page, like my Instagram, my social media, it's all to add worth. I'm not one to be like, yo, my like blah, 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 like sell my stuff. Of course, like I could do that, but it's all to add. Like if it's a caption, it's either like an inspirational caption, like that has a little bit of mind, like mindset in there, or it's process driven to where, you follow my page, you get worth like, yeah. you know, kind of drives me nuts when kids are like, uh, can, can you send me some drills? I'm like, yo, like, look at my page. It's like, yeah. it's all, the whole, yeah. that's the whole page, bro. That's what yeah. it is. It's all stuff that like can help you get better. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a funky, it's a, it's a funky profession. Cause it's so, you know, parents want to pay for quality. Parents want to pay right. for what can you do for my son? Um, can you, can you plug them with the right people? Can you, you know, give them a little post and tell people like, tell people how good he is. And then, cause it works. Like you have certain people that have been in this game that they're really good at what they do and they're, they're consistent. They've been doing it for a while and college coaches listen to them. Like I, I've been dealing with a tough thing in my life. Like I'm like, dude, like even the guy that recruited me won't follow me back on Twitter. Like, come on, man. Like, did I leave a bad taste in your mouth? Like, I'm just trying to like all these kids that I'm coaching, like are, they're not going to go wrong where I went wrong. You know, like I, I don't know. It's uh, so, and, and with, with that says like, yo, I haven't, I, I haven't stuck out. Like I haven't had that consistency of like continually putting out division one kids, but we're on our way. We're well on our way. And like, it's, it's all taken part. It's just, they need to go play some football. Yeah, I know. Is is are they supposed to play in the spring 
in California? Yeah, well? I don't know. It's 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 dealing with this new uh, second wave, and like California just took us back into a different tier. Um, yeah, the purple zones you know, and bullshit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's all tiered up, but um, I don't know. The plan is to start December. It'll probably start January or something. But okay. Yeah, just just trying to get out there, and that's the main way. It's like I I can't I can't help you with you know sending a text message to uh, an FBS or an FCS coach, sending them a, a video of you throwing in shorts and a t-shirt. I can't do that for you. But what no. I can do is I can, I can help you dominate on Friday nights. I can right. help you, you know, have a clear mind to, to get you to go out and, and do it the way that, that you need to do it, which is by, like we said, let me see your resume. Let me see your, your body at work. What have you done with it? Yeah, you may have coached for 13 years, but you haven't done shit. Like yeah, you haven't yeah. developed anybody. Or you may have had 20 starts in high school, but you guys sucked. So you don't <laughs> deserve and you didn't play very well. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I need you to go out there and I need you to dominate. Not I need you, like you need to, if that's what we set out to do. But you know, I feel like it's it's going down. It's 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 cool because the culture is so competitive, you know. They get around each other. Like I got we're like I said, I'm waking up early with certain kids and then I, I had one kid this is a little story I love to tell like I'm, I'm waking up early before school kid has a zero period and then another one of my boys is like yo so what you're not working out like you don't do your individual during the week and he's like no I, I have football practice and he's like oh yeah me and my brother wake up before school and then the next week I get a text from the kid he's like yo coach can you wait can, can you uh can you train before school and I was like oh, yes like, let's go like, my, like the culture the culture is building and stuff like you know, like they see one person doing it and it's like, oh God, yeah, he's out working me. Like that's the fear tapping in. It's like, oh shit, he's out there. And that's like, the beauty of the else. social media that I, I, you know, I, I talked about it very negatively in the beginning, but shit, that's a very positive thing about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's my flex. My flex is I'm going to show you like, I'm always out there, <laughs> you know, like, no, you I'm are, always out there. you know, exactly. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a cool thing to be a part of. We, we brought about it or talked about it earlier. You can stay competitive, you know, which is super, something super important, you know, whether it's learning, whether it's taking that step forward or dealing with a certain thing that you're bad at. Like those are the things that are going to keep the mind sharp, keeps the mind surviving because once you have everything you need, it's like, I think you just start to dwindle away. You know, it's like yeah. if you're not struggling or if you're not trying to progress or you have all the information you need, it's like, and where do I, where do I, where do I put all this, this energy and this like activity in here, you know? And if the brain's not being used, it's just, just not good for everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any like mistakes you feel like you see being made in terms of getting recruited or, or, or like what, what's your little into the, the game main thing is, is just don't be okay. Don't search with just trying to get a scholarship. It's not, that's not the game, right? It's not the game. I don't train you to get a scholarship. I don't train you. I train you to make you a starter in college. Mm -hmm. It's like some people are just mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm okay. I've, I've got the scholarship. Cool. I get to post about it. Boom. The job's not over. You know what I'm saying? It's like, totally. Like, and of course with social media, it's like, yeah, everybody's excited. Like, oh, you even have kids. Like, I want to thank the university, yada, 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 for showing interest in me. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Like, that's not why you do this. Yeah. Like, you don't do it to get interest or, you know, just get a scholarship. It's like, that's, a, that's the tip of the iceberg. So 
it's 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 the whole success disease thing mm-hmm. it's being complacent not searching at a young age like i see a lot of people go wrong with wanting to be on the best teams wanting to be on um, the best seven on seven team or be a part of this all-star team and then instead of you know kind of committing to just the whole thing of finding success or finding affirmation rather than like being on the best and putting the priority on being the best at a young age or playing for the most prolific team rather than just kind of taking your journey and and like figuring out how to fail within, you know, just your own little pocket. Um, It's, it's different because it's, it's, everybody's driven off the likes right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Your, your tweet I loved was the one about the like seven on seven coaches stop doing show and go for, you know, offensive plays and stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, maybe it's going to go faster, but like what, this isn't, we're not running scout team for seven on seven, you know, like it's what no, development yeah. is being made. It's it, and it's not that hard to install five plays, six well, plays. You're, you're putting your kids like at a disadvantage, right? So the, the seven on seven culture, once again, like we had a kid at the high school I'm at, he's missing high school practice to go to a seven on seven culture or seven on seven team. And then that seven on seven team isn't up lifting football the way it needs to be uplifted it's not like oh you're having to learn an offense it's it's once again it's like okay you do this you do that and it's it's tough because oh i'm doing it once again like i'm putting myself i want to be on the best seven on seven team i need to go to this big tournament blah 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 these things that seem that i need to be with the best coach i need to be with like the person that can do the most for me or it's not working out at this high school i need to go to this high school it's not it's not their fault yeah yeah. Look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And figure out how, like we said, when you're taking that L to the face, what type of integrity do you carry yourself with? Right. Right. Just because it's not working out immediately, it's like, I need to go and blah, 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 like jump ship. Right. But and, 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 our, our original. Oh, I was just going to say, and then people don't like the, the act of having to start over again is like, it's difficult, you know, like it, it's, it's, yeah, you, you kind of get that, like, I'm the new toy feeling of like, oh yeah, here's our new guy. You, you know, you kind of get recruited or whatever, that little recruiting phase where they just love you up and you can't do anything wrong. And, but then the actual of like having to establish yourself and start over again, if you're changing high schools or college, I mean, like our situations kind of, I think, I think we both ended up doing the right thing that was necessary, but like when it, it it's important to remember that just cause you go there, like you're going to have to re establish yourself and put in the work and put like reestablish the respect from other people that, that I think that portion of bouncing around and doing the seven on seven stuff constantly gets, gets completely overlooked. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, like I said, just quit trying to be the number one at a certain age. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, well, I need to be the best or I need to be this. It's like, just be the best version of yourself. We get so caught up with trying to compare ourselves and then the parents get super caught up. The parents get caught up with playing the game of my kid versus your kid or yeah, uh, you're, you're lucky to be training my kid because he's this person and he's done this at such a young age. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like often like those who succeed at a young age, they experience success so much that they eventually stop working. 
because they've been told right blah blah blah. and that's where that's where it hurts like i got an eighth grader right he's got a florida state offer or he's sorry he's a freshman now they started school he's got a florida he's got a florida state offer and the biggest thing with him it's like yo you're not going to be one of those kids that is everybody kisses his ass you're going to be a a person that is not higher up right even though people are going to continue to to walk up to you and sing your praises you're going to be a person that's like a humble being and you're going to be driven you know what i'm saying because i'm going to make you feel <laughs> i'm going to bring you back down it's like the whole rock star effect like you get these these cats like on soundcloud or like spotify they start making this music they hit a couple like good songs and then eventually like their music sucks and everybody yeah. that's around them is like yo your music's so sick and then it's like <laughs> yeah it's not really that good like but everybody around you is telling you it's good you know so it's like I feel like I get to be there and just kind of help bring these kids down it comes down to those emotions but just putting in the right areas right put like putting your head in the right areas what what is your purpose why are you doing this is it to fulfill something or is it to make other people fulfill like fulfill something that they're giving you because quarterback, it's easy to, to say, oh, I'm going to play quarterback. And then, you know, teachers are going to point you out. Girls are going to point you out. The newspaper is going to f- point you out. And those fruits taste good. They feel good if you can, mm-hmm. if you can perform. It's really easy to want to gravitate that position. But, or do you want to do it? Because it brings you a, a feeling of like passion, of like empowerment to where I'm helping a team and I'm competitive and course quarterbacks love to have the ball in their hand like I get to do I get to do something special so and you know I I feel like you you can kind of see that within the kids or like in people like what is their motive right Mm -hmm. why are they doing this because you you see in the NFL like there's so many like there's so many dudes that are two stars three stars one star didn't have a star that are household names in the NFL Right. Completely. But the kids and, that are five and the stars. opposite, you know, the five stars that we don't know who they are now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's, I don't know. It's like adversity is, is such a good pill. So usually when you don't put expectation on like the, the pedestal, oh, I want to play for the best team. I want to just go about it and you're, you know, pop Warner, your local community and take the journey rather than like, have to go and I don't know every it's all situational I don't have a kid either so I don't I don't know how it feels True, you yeah. know no but to to the point of the purpose thing I mean like it I noticed it this what was it two years ago I spent the winter in Florida just lucky through random connections training and working at a spot called Tom Shaw performance like a yeah, NFL dope, man. yeah Tom Shaw dude yeah. And so I was working training there, you know, like throwing with all the guys getting ready for the combine and everything. And, you know, we probably had like 25, 30 dudes and bro, there are a few dudes in there that like, they didn't want to be there. Like they're, they're, they didn't have the purpose. The reason they were there is because they're freak athletes and it, it was a possibility that they could make a million dollars, you know, and like, but you could, you could just feel the difference between the, the guy who like really, really, really wanted to be there. And then the guy who was just kind of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? And, and so it like, that goes all the way to, you know, there's, there's guys in the league like that, that, that don't have that purpose. And, and especially when you make it that high. You make, you're get you're only going to last so long if you don't well, have that purpose. So it's so hard to stay motivated. Yeah. You know, it's so hard to say, where's the next hill? 
where is the next like where's the next feat i'm already here like my, my heroes are my colleagues like I'm, I'm good now like i've made it and then once again the whole thing takes over it's like kind of what happened to me at college like oh i've made it i'm cool with being here uh cool i'm just cool with being here mm-hmm. i'm not like passionate to go to the next stage you see that happen at, at every phase i guess of life to where it's like it's once again sort of like who's the most motivated you're going to reap what you what you put in right you reap what you sow you, you, whatever decision you make it decides your destiny like like we said there's no like there's no secret recipe yeah it's right in front yeah. of your eyes but are you are you do you have the integrity to continue to make all those stale decisions it, it may seem super boring and super stale but like you're going to have to be pretty pretty consistent for sure kind of switching it up a little i just wanted to ask you know we'll wrap it up probably in a little bit but what do you feel like has been your what's like the proudest thing you have that you've overcame or like what's like an adversity thing you've gone through that you kind of hang your hat on whether you really talk about it or not but like in your mind what's something that you're you look back on as super proud of overcoming um i'd say just just the 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 sheer journey i've been on to Mm -hmm. where it's like how much i failed i mean like i told you earlier i'm not big i've had i've had people that i classified as father figures in my life whether it was my pop warner coach like somebody you look up to your whole life eventually they're like yo you should probably play safety you know what i'm saying like yeah i was always the person that like nobody really believed in even like when i was in fargo it was like no like you're way too small to be playing quarterback, but I would overcome that. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because of the, of the person I was, it yeah. wasn't because of my, of course, like I could throw the ball and I, I, I deserve to be there physically, but of like the emotion that I brought to a team and just in spite of people not believing in you, like I'm super proud of that, you know, yeah. overcoming and, and, you know, my head coach thought I was a, an NAI kid you know, but high school coach. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yo, you're, th- you're this, you're an NAI kid. You're a division three kid when it's Dude, like, same no, man. Yeah, no, I'm not. Same. And of like, it's just, it just feels good to, to be able to win when you believe in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like it may not, it's not like a, it's not like a statistical win. It's just like, I'm still here and I'm still happy you can't like, you couldn't kill me. Like you couldn't, you couldn't strangle the life from my football career, even though you said I was done developing and blah, blah, blah. Like somebody else isn't going to decide my fate. Right. So just to still be in the position I am like still riding passion, still, you know, being that kid that, that woke up when I was, you know, like Christmas time with seven, seven years old, excited to throw on my Joe Montana uniform. Like I'm still excited to wake up and watch the chargers. Like, I'm, I'm still that kid that just, just loves football. And I'm blessed that I still get to do that because I haven't listened to everybody else. I haven't listened to, yo, are you going to find a real job Yeah. Like, or meeting, meeting, a meeting, a established adult and saying, yo, what do you do for a living? And say, Oh, I'm a quarterback coach. Oh, coaches don't make much. If I'm a bitch and I'm, and, and I, I feel sorry for myself. I'm like, Oh yeah, well maybe I should do something other people respect. No, it's not about that. It's like, it's continuing to be who I want to be. And you haven't, you haven't been able to shit on my love. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's just finding a way to to love yourself. It's, I'm I'm super stoked that none of that has, has 
declined. It's only, it's only elevated and I'm, I'm still the person that I always wanted to be, you know? So for but, sure. No, I mean, dude, that's, I, I've said it before on here, but that's, that's what you just said is literally the reasoning behind living for a living. You know, after the second year, first year in Europe and coming back there and talking to friends or whether it be a, you know, family friend or whatever, whoever, and saying, what do you do for a living? And I'd be like, ah, you know, I, I play American football in Europe. And then you know the looks you get when you say that. And then you have to explain that same old story. And most of the time, the people who are saying that kind of thing are doing it condescendingly. And I finally was just like, man, I'm fucking tired of dealing with that. I don't care what they think, but I need to come up with a new answer. And so one day, this I forget exactly who it was. I just remember he was so arrogant asking me. And I just looked at him, I go, I'm living, bro. What are you doing for a living? And it was just like, it like caught him in his tracks completely. And like, uh, that's, that's where the, the genesis of it. So no, man, I, I love to hear you say that, Brand. It's, it's cool. And if, if you were gonna, I know I've, I've kind of asked this and maybe you've kind of answered it, but I'm gonna still ask it anyway. Like, if, if you close your eyes right now and um, like think about in, let's say, 2025, what's, what's, the, what's the perfect world for you looking like? Uh, 2025. Uh, Hopefully we make it through the next year, I, you know. <laughs> I got a Mercedes Sprinter van, right? Ooh. I got myself a nice Sprinter van. Okay. And I'm going to continue to support the kids that I've raised in my community. So I'm going to be there for when they, they have their first start. Ooh. I'm going to be there um, to, to watch them suit up for the first time or whatever those, those monumental times to where like I was on their journey, I'm going to continue to still be there. Yeah. And that's why I'm working so hard now because one day I'm just going to be able to travel the world and, and go hold camps in Italy and go yeah. hold, um, camps in the Midwest because people respect me mm-hmm. and off my track record. And I think once again, like I get to continue to make myself happy by being there for people. It's like, you're not going to want to miss your child's graduation. Like that's an emotional time for parents. The same thing's going to happen with me. Like when I see my kids go and execute on what we set out to do since they've been in seventh grade and sixth grade and fifth grade with some of these kids, it'd be no better feeling in the world. Like I get emotional thinking about it Yeah, because that's, that's what we set out to do. And the execution is going to feel so good. You know what I'm saying? And I get to watch football. I get to like, <laughs> I get, I'm going to go travel the world and, and watch my boy, you know, play for the university or whatever and mm-hmm. fail, succeed or whatever. And it's just going to, it's going to feel great. It's just going to, it's going to be exactly what I dreamt of. So sick. So the, the sprinter van, you're like, kind of like you're road tripping in that and living in it oh, kind of, yeah. or oh, like I said, man, the, 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 the credibility of my brand is going to be strong enough to where like, okay, I can just throw up on Instagram. Like, yo, I'll be in Arizona this weekend Ooh. or I'll be in Michigan this weekend, like in my van, <laughs> my sprinter van. Just Bro, you're preaching to the play. choir right now. You That's know? all my goal is right now is to get a van. <laughs> yeah. Then I can, yeah. Then I can just, I can go travel the United States and, and make myself happy by traveling and then help other people, you know, whether it's helping coaches, whether it's helping other quarterbacks or, and then obviously like being there for the kids, like letting them know, like, I still have their back. Like, I want to be there for you. I want to, I want to go and experience like a little slice, slice of your life and 
blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's exciting. Like, we always talk about, like, like going and supporting each other or, you know, like, those times, like, in the future. Like, it's going to be cool when I'm here and, like, you guys come visit me. Like, I'm, I train two brothers, the same brothers. And me and the little brother were talking about, like, yo, next year we're going out and going to go visit you in Pennsylvania. And then the little brother's like, yeah, we're going to go watch Penn State play, too. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, just th- just things like that, like you know, just just going and seeing it, going and and feeling it because it's special, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just special. It's it's it means a lot to me. You yeah, know, anybody that I love, like, I love, I love these kids with all my heart, and you know, anybody that I love, like when they do something and execute something that they're they're proud of, whether it's like you know your future wife taking you know, the next step in her life, I'm gonna want to be there for that. Yeah. Whether it's my kid, you know having a lead role in a in a in a play i'm gonna want to be there for that but like i'm not at that point in my life right now like the most important individuals in my life are my family and my kids like my kids are my my quarterbacks so for sure that's where i see myself in five years because i know all these kids are going to be going going and executing and playing on saturdays so it's either i'll be i'll have the radio out while i'm training on saturdays or i'll be in the stands i tell them i'm like yo me and your dad are gonna be tailgating (laughs) you're out there playing i'm gonna be having so much fun (laughs) <laughs> so i gotta take off though dude i gotta go to i gotta go to train yeah i know i was gonna say dude i, I told you yeah normally hour hour and a half we're at like 210 right now but bro i'm 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 so glad we got to connect bro this has been like like i said i i think i think you're the best in my opinion from what i see on the internet and i know you don't want to claim that yourself so i'll fucking do it for you um i'm glad we did this dude this has been very inspiring for me also because it we're on the same wavelength on a lot of fucking things. And yeah. let's, let's really like, I'm going to try and do my a better part. Let's stay in contact. And, you know, I, I see myself trying to do similar things, what you're doing, but on the other side we'll of the pond. Out there, man. We'll get and, a camp going out there. Yeah. And so let's, you know, m- blend it together at some point, man. Cause dude, I think, I think there's something there. Like from just the, the first day, a couple of years back, just tossing the rock down, down at the park. It was, Yep. good little connection so yeah really, no doubt man really grateful for you brother hell yeah likewise i appreciate you having me on here and let me use your platform and you know continue to, to continue to inspire and, and share your two-piece i always love listening so thank you man appreciate it until uh until next time i like i said we got to get you on again no doubt hell yeah hell yeah how they say goodbye and uh and check in check we dude they like italy they say ciao ciao yeah cheers ciao. Ciao, Ciao, brother. Have a good one, man. Take care. Later. Later. Live for a living, baby. How you doing? (laughs)